The new 1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance and the USA Wealth Group. Get your finances in order. Money Wise starts now. And good Sunday morning, gentle ladies and gentlemen. Whether you are a regular faithful listener or new to our show, if it's Sunday morning in America, then it's time for Money Wise. MoneyWise is brought to you every week by USA Wealth Group. So join us now for a few short minutes as we help you protect your family and protect your money. I'm Ray Lance, and I'm very happy to be with you. And with me this morning is Pete Lance. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Did I say it right? You did. It's going to take some getting used to to have you calling me that now. <laughs> and also with us is attorney Michael Coleman. Good morning. Good morning, Michael. Good morning. Good or do you like here. to be called Mike? It's fine. Whatever. We're, we're going through the Pete and Peter routine to figure out. Just call me. Don't call me late for dinner, right? Right. right. I'll <laughs> well, respond to either. Good morning, gentlemen. So, uh, Peter, have you ever been hacked? I have not. Uh, actually, that's not true. I've been hacked uh, with eBay and PayPal a couple of times over the last fifteen years, but that's it, and that's very minor compared to what you're talking about, which is you know your entire computer or your identity getting hacked. Mm-hmm. Well, we had something interesting happen just this past week. I got a call last week at the end of the week from one of our good clients who said, somebody has got a hold of my social security number. Uh, they have access to my credit cards. Uh, they've been charging money on my accounts. And they basically know everything about me. She's not sure how it happened. And we immediately gave her some advice, and I thought, we really need to talk about this on the radio, about what to do if you've been hacked. So our show today is called, You've Been Hacked. Now what do you do? And unfortunately, it's a huge issue. Uh, We live in a very uh, tech-driven world, and almost everyone has a smartphone or a computer or both. And uh, it's very easy for people who know what they're doing to hack, and you need to know what to do in case you are hacked. Well, I'd like to begin this weekend, actually, by saying, first of all, it's Memorial Day weekend, so thank you for listening on Memorial Day. The thing that we need to remember about Memorial Day and why is it different from Veterans Day, Veterans Day is a day to honor all veterans, living or deceased. Right. Memorial Day is a day that we remember those who have died. Exactly, and a lot of people miss that. A lot of people think that uh, Memorial Day is to, you know, give veterans a, a praise of thanks. No, that's Veterans Day, which is in November. Memorial Day is very specific, and it's only for those who have passed away during war. During service. During service. Right. Uh, and, you know, I'll get thanked every once in a while by somebody saying, oh, thank you for serving on Memorial Day weekend, and no, that's not what it's about. Mm-hmm. Um, so. so we do have Memorial Day parades, obviously, this weekend, but... Just a, a final cap on this. Memorial Day is to, memor- to memorialize those who have died while serving their country, basically. It's become a much larger holiday, though, over the years, hasn't it, Pete? Yeah, I mean, the unfortunate thing is a lot of people lose the real sight of what Memorial Day is for, and they see it as the official kickoff to summer and bathing suit weather and you know barbecues and everything else. So I uh, just hope that everyone takes a pause at one point to remember those who died fighting for us. But it's also a day when a lot of people use to go and remember their particular relatives or friends who've died and put flowers on their graves. It's it's a time when spring is in full bloom, so we typically want to go out and 
spruce up the grave sites and things like that and visit all of our graves. And a lot of people do that. And uh, the Greater New Bedford Marine Corps League, which I am a member of, uh, goes out every single Saturday of Memorial Day weekend and flags all the gravestones uh, for any service members who have passed away. Um, and it's a wonderful thing that uh, the Marine Corps League does. I do it every single year uh, with both of my boys. Uh, this is the first year in probably five or six years that I was not able to do it, and it's only because of baseball practice that we have basically starting at 9 o'clock in the morning uh, on Saturdays now. This is the first year, and I, I really miss that we didn't get to do it this year. Well, do take some time this weekend to participate in some of the parades. So, for example, there's a New Bedford parade, isn't there? There is. Uh, tomorrow, May 28th at 11.15 a.m., it begins at Parker Street and Hathaway Street in New Bedford, and it ends at Klasky Park. That's the New Bedford Memorial Day Parade. I believe there's one in Fairhaven as well. I know that I am this year marching uh, in the Dartmouth Memorial Day Parade with the Marine Corps League. Oh, good. Uh, I alternate back and forth. Um, with uh, that and the uh, District 1 Fire Department. I marched last year with the District 1 Fire Department, so this year I'm going to march with my Marine Corps League. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, uh, the New Bedford Parade does kick off at uh, Parker and Hathaway Streets, and it starts at 11.15 in the morning on Monday, Memorial Day, May 28th. Then in Dartmouth, the parade used to begin at the Peyton Aram Bridge. Right, and that's going to finally open up again uh, in about two and a half weeks now. The Peyton Aram Bridge is finally going to open again. And uh, I think that'll be really good for a lot of the businesses in the village. I actually know a couple of people who live down there and say that they like it because there's no traffic going back and forth. Sure. Um, but I, for one, am going to be very grateful to have that open again finally. So uh, the Dartmouth Parade is actually going to start at St. Mary's Church. In the big parking lot, right? Yep. I would not uh, recommend uh, watching it from there, however. I would recommend watching it from uh, Bridge Street area um, on Elm Street all the way down to the police station, anywhere along those lines. So the Dartmouth Parade starts at 9.30 a.m. on Monday, May 28th. There is a parade also in Fairhaven. Um, do you want to mention that one, Mike? Sure. That starts at, at 8.30. I'm sorry. That's Monday, May 28th. I guess the units will march from Center and Main Streets north to Riverside Cemetery. Yeah, they always end at Riverside Cemetery, and they have a service there at that time, don't they? They have a very nice parade, actually. And actually, anyone who hasn't seen the Dartmouth Parade, it's very uh, short, and it's a really nice parade. Uh, this is, again, one year that they're not going to be able to start from uh, Ponagansett Park and go over the bridge. But what they're going to do is the uh, police officers and, and part of the uh, high school marching band is going to go from Bridge Street onto the actual bridge and do their traditional ceremony where they uh, fire off gunshots and uh, throw a wreath into the ocean to remember those who have died in battle for us. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, we don't want to forget also, there's a parade in Westport, also on Monday, May 28th at 10 o'clock. And it begins at Town Hall on Main Road, uh, 10 a.m. on Monday. So there are actually four local parades, Westport, Fairhaven, Dartmouth, and New Bedford. I don't think you could see all of them, but you could actually see several of them if you chose to. The important thing, I guess, to mention is that take some time to go to one of the parades. Take some time to remember. Take some time to 
honor the veterans who might be marching and to remember the uh, the veterans who gave their lives and who died in service. Yep, it's a good thing to do. You know, one of the things I always like to do, uh, Mike and Pete, is I always like to mention the fact that people need to be reminded constantly about rules for when to take off your hat, when to salute, and so forth as the American flag goes by. And a lot of people don't. Um, at football games and things, sometimes they have to make an announcement and say, would everybody please remove their hats when they play the national anthem? A lot of people still don't at the Patriots games that I go to, and I usually yell at them to take their hats off. <laughs> well, we can't we can't enforce all of that kind of stuff, but you know, generally there'll be a lot of flags in the parade. If they're the typical little flags, you don't have to salute all those flags and come to attention when those go by, but when you have a color guard that's leading a band or leading a group and they're carrying a larger version of the American flag, then it's usually appropriate to take your hat off when the flag is going by. Or you can salute, you know, you can do that also, right? Uh, yes, and what's nice to see is my boys are now 11 and 14, almost 12 and 15, and I raise them that if they are hearing the national anthem or seeing a flag go by in a parade, that they stop what they're doing, take a hat off if they're wearing it, and put their hand over their heart. And uh, my daughter had a fun run at her school the other day, and she's just turned five, and it was really cute to see her uh, because she's seen me you know, do this with the boys. But she put her left hand on her heart when they, they did a little uh, fun run. And at the beginning, they did the national anthem, and they had a girl standing on a stool with an f- American flag. And I, I went there just for the first few minutes to see uh, how it was. And, uh, yeah, my daughter put her left hand over her heart. But it was cute to see that she at least tried to. <laughs> but she was trying. She was absolutely trying. You know, we're, we're very fortunate to live in the country we live in, and we're very fortunate that we've had a lot of people who've made sacrifices. So do something on Memorial Day, too. Remember those who have given their lives in service to the country. Well, let's move into You've Been Hacked. So I was basically telling this story that we had a client this past week who called up in a panic. She had already started calling some of her credit card companies, but someone had access to her social security number, and they also got access to her credit cards. It sounds almost like she must have lost her wallet or something. Hmm. Um, And that started us thinking that this might be a good topic and a good time to talk about hacking because hacking is something that's very common, unfortunately. Yeah, and, you know, you just made a point about, you know, they got a hold of her Social Security number. Uh, Everybody and every single person wants your Social Security number nowadays. And I'm following by what you told me years ago, which is to just, you know, put your last four or to just put an X through that. And if they demand it, say, why do you need my Social Security number? You know, Mm -hmm. if you're going to, uh, I went to a dermatologist the other day and they wanted my Social Security number and I just put a line through it and they didn't even question it. Um, Everybody asks for it. Don't put it down on paper. Um, And then if they ask why you didn't put it on there. Uh, say for you know security for for privacy reasons, and you know tell them that they don't need it, and most most often they do not need it. Well, I'll give you another example. I went to an office supply store last week. In fact, you were with me. Yep. When we got to the register, they said we have this new program. If you sign up for it, you're going to get a five percent discount on everything you buy in the future. And not only that, but you're going to get a fifty dollar discount today. And I said, oh, that sounds interesting. So we just have a few questions to ask, and they started uh, filling out information. Then they wanted to know the 
tax ID number for the company. I said, well, I don't have that with me right now, but I can probably get that. They said, all right, well, we need your social security number also. And I said, why do you need my social security number? And they said, well, this is part of a program with, I forgot what bank it was, out of New York. So basically, it's a, a system where they were setting up a new account, so you're effectively charging through this bank in New York, and they wanted your personal social security number. And I had already spent three or four minutes going through this whole questionnaire, and I was going to get this discount and this further coupon and so forth. And that's how they get you. They go through the whole thing, and then they ask for your social security yeah. number. And I said, well, I'm not going to give you my social security number. Can I give you the last four digits? And he said, no, they require the whole number. And I said, well, then cancel the whole thing. I'm not interested. I'm not going to give out my social. Yep. And, you know, it's, it's kind of a surprise that a company like this, it's a major office supply company. There's um, only two in the area. <laughs> it's kind of surprising that they would be doing this with all of the hacks that have happened over the past five, ten years or so that you see in the news. Uh, you know, now they've got your information and your Social Security number, and how many companies have been hacked? Well, you know what's going to happen. Uh, you know that it will happen that this company will get hacked at some point. And everybody who's busy putting their Social Security numbers out there, they're going to have a problem. So mm -hmm. don't give it out. Um, when you go to sign in for various medical services now, they give you a little iPad, and they want you to sit down and fill things out and put your social. I don't put it down. I just don't give it. I, I, this is awful that I can't remember because it was only, a, what, a year ago? But what was the big uh, credit reporting agency that was hacked? Was it TransUnion or was it – which company was it? No, it was Equifax. Equifax. Yeah. yeah. In and fact, you've got something right there on Equifax as well. It's only gotten worse. Equifax has recently announced, just recently, that the hacking, the number of accounts hacked, is actually much greater than what they originally reported. It's always worse. It always comes out to be worse. They don't tell you the truth right at the beginning. And that's the irony is that, you know, Equifax is supposed to be a credit reporting agency that's supposed to, you know, help, you know, with your credit and, you know, possibly help to improve your credit. And it's doing just the opposite when you're getting hacked. Well, unfortunately, there's so many examples of people having access to your information today. I was just watching recently in the last day or so on the news, the um, on uh, Facebook, Zuckerberg was testifying before the uh, European Union Economic Council. They had an unusual format. They all went around and they asked a question, and then they let him answer after they all asked a question. But one of the questions asked was, well, how do we know that this is the only breach, this um, Cambridge, what was it called? Analytics, I think. Yep. Cambridge Analytics, um, which had major access to inf everybody's Facebook accounts, and they were using it in the last election. Well, you know what's interesting is I've been on Facebook since, I don't know, 2009, 2008, whenever uh, it started getting popular, and I don't think I ever took any of these quizzes, which is the information-gathering software that uh, Facebook was basically allowing these third-party users to, uh, you know, say, hey, what kind of person are you, or where do, where would you like to live, or what kind of a friend are you, or all these silly quizzes that everybody was doing, and I just thought it was um, silly, and I didn't have the time for it, so I never really did it, but that's how these companies were gathering your information and finding out, you know, about you and about your friends is, you know, what seemed like a silly quiz, so... Don't do any of that stuff. And now Facebook, all of a sudden, it's funny, has commercials out everywhere um, saying, hey, we started out by trying to get you to be friends with your friends and friends with friends of your friends and, you know, reconnecting you with people. But 
we lost sight of that and we allowed uh, third-party users to come in and, and get some of your data. We're sorry, we're apologizing, we want to get back to Facebook's roots and where it started from and it's kind of like, you know, forget you. <laughs> you know, you, you you got caught and that's the only reason that you're now apologizing and wanting to get back to your roots. I'll give you a better example of that in just a minute, but let's let's begin by just talking about what do we mean by hacking? What is hacking? Well, basically, it's a term that applies to anybody who performs any kind of computer sabotage. So right now, it's estimated that there are 100,000 known viruses right now, 100,000 known viruses that are trying to attack computers, and more appear every single day. So it's and a serious problem. The problem is, is that you, if you're on any website for any of you people who are not very tech savvy, just be cautious of what searches you do on your computer. Um, this is kind of a scary thing, and it's just how life is nowadays. If I do a Google search uh, for a grill part, for example, I was just trying to uh, decide whether I should get a new grill the other day or whether I should repair the one that I have. Um, I went on to Amazon and eBay to see if they had a couple of parts that I needed to make my grill more like new again. Sure. All of a sudden, when I'm on... Um, you know, Facebook or just in a normal Google search or something else, there's ads for everything that I was looking at. Everybody knows what you're doing. They're all connected. They know what you're doing. Even if it's not with the computer that I was using, it's on my smartphone. Any other computer that I go on, it, it knows, hey, that's me, and I was looking at this. So it's really kind of scary. Um, but It's very scary. Uh, Anybody who is not very tech-savvy, just be cautious what you're searching on, what you're clicking on. There are some websites that do not care if somebody steals your information. They are willing to sell it. Um, and you should really be only on sites that you're sure are uh, reputable sites or that have the uh, security HTTPS header. So basically at the top of your bar, if it does not say HTTPS, that S means secure. And I want to remind everybody that we're listening to MoneyWise, and that's brought to you every week by USA Wealth Group. We are located at 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. You can reach us by calling at 508-998-8858. And our mission, our goal is very simple. We want to show you how to protect your family and how to protect your money. Mike, what were you going to say? Along the same lines as what Peter was just talking about, Pete was just talking <laughs> about, sorry. Pete. Um, anytime I go to a store these days or to a restaurant and I leave, my phone has a little notification saying, would you like to rate your experience yes. at this place? And do you? No, I've never done it. But I don't it's either. Just, it's scary to think that they know where you're going and do you want to you know, say what you've done there or... I don't want them to know everywhere I go. It well, is scary, and that's exactly – I actually forgot about that. That's a very good point. I don't go to McDonald's for myself, but once in a great while, my kids will beg for it. And, you know, just as I'm leaving there, it'll say, McDonald's is a popular spot on, on Google or on – would you rate your review or would you uh, like to share this on Facebook? Or It's, it's really crazy. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's yeah. scary. It's obnoxious. No, I, I had to travel out of town uh, about a month ago, and – I've been asked, would I like to rate my hotel? Would I like to rate my rental car? 
No, I just don't even bother responding. I usually just delete it. Well, I mean, who has the time, first of all? But also, it's like, how much more information are you going to give them so they can, you know, find out what else you're up to? Well, here's a quote from John Brennan. U.S. computer networks and databases are under daily cyber attack by nation states, international crime organizations, subnational groups, and individual hackers. There's a lot of scary people. There was just a, a quotation on the news very recently by our new Secretary of State who said that in the upcoming midterm elections, congressional elections that are going to be taking place, if Russia engages in interfering with the elections again, then there's going to be retaliation. I don't well, know what that means. It is the next you know, big trigger for war. It really is. I mean, there's countries that are training uh, thousands of people uh, to do nothing but figure out how to hack into the U.S. You've got China, you've got the North Korea's, uh, Koreans, you've got um, uh, the Russians, and who knows how many other countries are having people just trained on how to figure out how to hack into our systems. And we're doing the same back at them. Well, you know, just last week someone stole my identity. So they, they came begging for me to take it back. That sounds like a Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> quote, but that's probably... Uh, it's actually an anonymous quote. <laughs> I don't think computers were around when Rodney was writing his best material. No, probably not. I do have a Rodney Dangerfield quote, though, really? because it's Memorial Day weekend. You have a quotation? So it's something with regards to war and, you know, Memorial Day. Somewhat, not really. Uh, I come from a stupid family. During the Civil War, my great-uncle fought for the West. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's not where the uh, Memorial Day. Uh, Nobody mentions the Civil War. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Pete, um, how do we protect ourselves against hacking? I mean, you have to protect your computer. You have to protect your business. You have to protect your own identity. We have no more privacy anymore. So, one of the ways you can protect your computer, obviously, is install, you know, good software that's designed to delete unknown emails and warn you if you've got something going on. Honestly, it would be my recommendation, you know, there's antivirus software that you can install on your own computer, but if you don't know 100% what you're doing, there's still ways that they could uh, try to hack in through the back door. So it would be my recommendation to, you know, consult with an expert to get your computer and your phone um, safe and secure, and then just make sure that you keep updating it with the same software. Uh, but the top three uh, antivirus software for 2018 uh, the total winner is, uh, or the, the absolute winner is Total AV, Ultimate Antivirus. And it's, uh, again, the best for 2018. It's only $20. And, uh, again, it's called Total AV. The next one is actually more money. It's $25. Is PC Protect. And then the third one, which is something that most people will be more familiar with, is McAfee. And that's actually $45. So it would be my recommendation, just looking at these, uh, uh, this list and these numbers, to go with Total AV. And again, it's only $20 to protect your computer. I find something funny on this list on number 10. Um, it's Kaspersky. And they note that it's Russian-owned. <laughs> well, Kaspersky is supposed to be a really good, sophisticated yeah, I'm not, software. I'm not, not saying anything um, about it other than the fact that they... They note that, and they don't note that for any other other, uh, other antivirus softwares. Well, what you may also not know about Kaspersky software, first of all, we've had one of our software 
uh, engineers, whatever, what do you call the people that come in? IT, tech guys. IT people who recommended Kaspersky, and I objected, and I said, why would I want to put in software that's owned by a Russian company? Well, it's the best. I don't care if it is the best. I wouldn't put it in. I wouldn't trust it. Mm-hmm. So the other thing that's happened is that there were a number of government agencies, federal government agencies, that were using Kaspersky software. They've all eliminated it. They've all wiped it out. So um, I'm not trying to say anything that's commercially disparaging, but um, it's not something that I would personally care to use. If you only have one computer that you do most of your work or searches or whatever on, uh, it would definitely be my recommendation. I don't have anybody in mind to recommend to you. Just go and, and do a search for you know, uh, computer software, computer IT personnel. All right. So how do we know if we've been hacked, first of all? So one thing you can look for is frequent um, pop-up windows. If things are popping up on your computer constantly, that could be uh, an indication that there's an, a virus on there. If there's a change to your home page without you doing it, that could be another indication. Mass emails sent from your email account. So, for, for instance, maybe your friends are getting emails from you that you haven't sent. That's a, definitely an indication that you've been hacked. Mm-hmm. Or frequent crashes to the computer. Unusual activity. Yeah, unusual activity basically is the you know, bottom line. Well, we have a lot more information to share with you, ladies and gentlemen. I want to remind you, you're listening to MoneyWise, brought to you by USA Wealth Group. When we come back right after a short break, we're going to give you some ideas about how you can protect your password. What are you liable for if your credit cards get hacked? And some other really important things like what can you do to really better protect yourself? So please stay tuned, and we'll be right back to talk to you more about this important subject. You've been hacked. Now what do you do? Stay tuned. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to MoneyWise. This morning we have attorney Michael Coleman with us, and we have uh, Pete Lance, also known as Peter Lance. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. And Good welcome, morning. welcome back. Well, today we're talking about you've been hacked, and now what do you do? Well, there are things that you can do. Mike was just mentioning – actually, I'm going to call you Miguel since you like to call me Peter. Is that all right? (laughs) Um, Don't call me Michelle. (laughs) Mike was just talking about some ways that you can find out whether you may have been hacked with the different pop-up windows or emails getting sent to your friends. Um, One of the things that you can do to sign up for uh, to make sure that you're monitored is Credit Karma. Uh, creditkarma.com. It not only monitors your credit and gives you at least a monthly report as to how you're doing with your credit um, report and your credit score. It's 100% free, unlike my credit report, my free credit report, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Uh, They actually will charge you eventually. Credit Karma, I've been uh, a member of for probably 10 years or more. They never ask for a nickel. They never ask for any personal information other than when you first sign up. And... um, Every once in a while when I do open up a new account, I'll get an email immediately saying, a new account has been opened in your name. Does this look suspicious to you? Mm -hmm. Um, So you can check it out. So Credit Karma, and also if you have any major credit cards, like I have a Capital One card, um, I'm signed up with both my Capital One fraud protection and Credit Karma, and it doesn't cost me a nickel. Well, you know, you can't be too careful today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, This is the world that we live in. This is a quotation from a gentleman named Michael Mullen, who is an expert in cybersecurity. We are vulnerable in the military and in our governments, but I think we're most vulnerable to cyber attacks commercially. The challenge is going to significantly increase. It's not going to go away. 
Then one other quotation I want to give you on the same subject. I think we're all aware of the danger. There are two kinds of people in America today. Those who have experienced a foreign cyber attack and know it, and those who have experienced a foreign cyber attack and don't know it yet. A gentleman named Frank Wolf. So that's the world that we live in today. We're going to give you some actual practical tips of things that you can do. Um, so you are fortunate you haven't been hacked. I've had, we've all had phony messages come into email. Sometimes we will have the uh, situation where it just automatically goes into spam because our computer and our software is trying to recognize it as being something that we shouldn't deal with and don't want to deal with. And um, I, I will tell you one thing before you um, collect your thoughts and figure out what you were just going to say. I apologize for interrupting. That's but, all right. Um, PayPal. For any of you who have PayPal, um, I have had two hacks uh, through my eBay account that I paid something through PayPal. Well, actually, one time I paid, and the other time my eBay account was hacked and my PayPal account was hacked, and somebody actually bought something uh, through my eBay account, and um, you know it goes basically channels through your, your PayPal account. Both times, PayPal, you call them, and within about one minute, you're on the phone with a real live person in the United States who understands what you're talking about, and they instantly refund the money. That's good to know, Pete. Um, I've always been curious about whether I should sign up for PayPal because sometimes when you go to order something online, they want you to do it through a PayPal account. Mm -hmm. One time um, – Would you recommend PayPal then? Absolutely. Okay. And uh, so what happened – this is only a couple of weeks ago. This is the second time that um, somebody um, – well, the first time I actually – it was an, a val it was a valid transaction and I did pay with PayPal and the um, seller never sent what they said that they were going to send. And PayPal looked into it and instantly credited my account, even though the seller had closed down their account after they took out the money. So PayPal didn't get the money back, but they reimbursed me. So they're a very reputable uh, stand-up company. They stand behind their, their service. Well, that's good to hear. You know, Pete, um, I regard you as an expert in the area of ordering things online. You do a lot of work on the Internet and buy a lot of things through the Internet, and you, you do use um, – Craigslist and some of those sites for buying and selling things. I do, and uh, it's mostly just for convenience. You know, mm -hmm. I do like to support local businesses when I can, um, but I, I, I am the typical guy where I can't stand shopping, <laughs> so I like to get it done quick and easy. If I have to go to the mall or if I have to go into, you know, Lowe's or Home Depot, I'm in and out as fast as can be. <laughs> Well, Peter Lance has a lot of expertise in using the computer and working with debit cards and things of that nature. I tend not to use debit cards very much. I use cash more for making my own purchases. I have more expertise in taxes and things like that because I enjoy that subject. And, Michael, you have a lot of expertise, clearly, in real estate and legal matters and estate planning. Yes. So, gee, we three should just link arms and get down the street together. All right. Follow the yellow brick road. <laughs> Well, um, we talked about some ideas about how do you know if your computer has been hacked, if you're having uh, even slowness of speed, I think, could be yep. something to look out for. Sure. It doesn't mean your computer is getting old. One of the other things I recommend is if you uh, have online banking, I have an app for uh, my bank, and I check it every single morning to make sure that, well, to make sure that my kids aren't charging money to our account for their PlayStation upgrades or anything else. That's important. Uh, but also to make sure that, you know, uh, 
that there's no weird activity going on there. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll ask my wife, I'll say, did you go to Target three times over the past weekend? <laughs> well, the single most important thing you can do, everybody listening today, the single most important thing you could do is check your accounts frequently. If you do online banking, take a look at your bank account every single day. If you see charges and expenses there that you don't think belong to you, contact your bank immediately. And the banks today are advertising for this all the time. They want you to sign up for these additional protection services. It protects them as well as protect you. Yeah. With your credit card statements, we just mentioned one other quick thing. With your credit card statements, the minute you get your credit card statement, don't let it sit there. Look at it, whether it's online or whether it's in paper. Uh, you'll be surprised. I've seen things before that I didn't recognize or challenged, and um, you need to be most attentive to that. One of the interesting things you were just talking about, uh, you know, my online shopping and how that's where I like to do most of my shopping, is in probably 15 years of using eBay and PayPal, I've only had two issues and they were very quickly resolved and I got the money back. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very uh, good at that. In probably five years of using Amazon Prime, I have had two minor instances where there was a seller from China uh, who either didn't send the product or uh, you know, it got lost in transit, and uh, Amazon would not reimburse the funds. Hmm. Well, I would like to give you a very important quotation from somebody named Bruce Schneier. Schneier. I am regularly asked what the average Internet user can do to ensure his security. My first answer is usually nothing. You're screwed. <laughs> yep. But there are things you can do. Make sure you have up-to-date antivirus software protection. Make sure you check your account frequently. Um, What about ransomware? Uh, Ransomware is something that's happened. You know, we've had local school systems within the reach of our listening audience right now that have actually paid ransomware, ransomware, or ransom software. Yeah, it's called ransomware. Ransom, just a ransom. They paid a ransom. Because somebody had hacked into the school system and they weren't going to release it and unlock it unless they paid a sum of money. Wasn't there a local business like a year ago that had to pay like forty or fifty thousand dollars at least uh, because they their uh, servers were basically taken over and hacked by um, you know a hacker and and they said we want forty thousand dollars or we're going to steal all your information and you're not going to be able to use it uh, either. Hmm. So. No. You cannot underestimate today what will happen to you. And if you're a small business, think about what that would do to your business. It would crush you. And uh, I forgot the percentage, but it was something like 80% of all business who, businesses who have been hacked for uh, ransomware never recover. If you do have ransom uh, situation arise, uh, one of the things you could try right away is to do a quick reboot. Shut the computer down, unplug it, and totally reboot it and try it. Sometimes that will kick out the uh, ransom software. But you can try that also. You know, we were mentioning earlier the importance of checking your own statements. Uh, There's another financial reason for that, too. If you have had credit cards assaulted and somebody has charged improperly on your credit card, I've had this happen to me when I was out of the country once, and it was at a very reputable, nationally known name brand hotel, but somebody at the front desk had compromised my credit card, and I was able to... Uh, complain about that and have that charge taken off my account. And that's, you know, the very lowest part of, you know, 
hacking or somebody stealing your information. I mean, that's mm -hmm. you know, it this is. doesn't take any brains to do that. The no, it's just copying that, a credit card number. Problem is that there's so many people out there that all they're doing is sitting home all day, every day, trying to hack into different people's computers or phones and get information. Right, but here's the important thing, and the reason why you need to look at your statements. There are limitations on how much you're liable for, and under most federal and state statutes, the most you're going to be responsible for is $50, provided that you've gone to the trouble to notify your credit card company within a reasonable time. You can't wait 30 days or 60 days. You've got to do it promptly. As soon as you get your bill, you see something that's not right, you need to notify your credit card company right away. So what does your credit card company do? First thing they're going to do is they're going to cancel your card, so it can no longer be used. And we'll talk about credit freeze in just a minute too. But the first thing they'll do is they'll cancel the card and they'll send you a new one. Uh, generally, you're gonna have in about a week's time, so you're not gonna be terribly inconvenienced, but you'll have a new card. There are some credit cards, uh, I know be only because I've seen commercials for them, where you have an app for the, the credit card, and if you've lost your credit card and are sure that you've just misplaced it around the house or you know maybe left it at a restaurant or something, you might be getting it back in the next day or two, you can actually turn it off uh, through your phone, and then as soon as you get it back, you turn it back on again. I do have a credit card with an app on my phone, and every time I use it, I get a notification saying that your card has just been charged this mm -hmm. amount. Yep. So if I go to the gas station and put gas on it, I get an immediate notification saying that my card has been charged the exact dollar amount. So. And I've had at least a half a dozen times over the last two years when my credit card company will call me or send me an email, but I've had actual calls saying... We just want to make sure that it was you who just put a charge on your card. And you know what I do when they call them? I say, thank you. I really appreciate you calling me to notify me. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and uh, that happened to me a few weeks ago. Uh, same situation where I got a call from my bank. Um, and, and again, going back, and sorry to go back on this again, but uh, because of the latest hack that I had with eBay, even though it was resolved very um, uh, much to my satisfaction, I... Uh, basically changed my settings to have a two-step verification process. So now anything I purchase online, there's a two-step verification where uh, the, the company that I'm ordering from sends a text to my phone saying, is this really you? Now enter this code into the computer to verify that it's really you. Yeah. Banks are very cautious today. They're a lot more proactive than they used to be, which is a welcome sight. When we had some of the um, serious computer breaches like Target, for example, was hit in a major way with, you know, dozens and dozens of millions of people um, whose numbers were uh, captured. My bank actually called and said that they were going to change out everybody's debit cards because their own records indicated that I had charged something at Target store, and they were going to cancel my card and issue a new one for me just as a precaution. Well, that's just one example. I mean. Probably five years ago, I think it was TJ Maxx and a couple of other major companies, every single time somebody swiped a credit card, they stored that information. Somebody hacked all that information. So uh, bottom line is you just have to be cautious. And the biggest thing I will tell you is what I said at the top of the hour, have an expert come in and just upgrade your computer and possibly your smartphone to make sure that it has the best antivirus software on there, uh, that it's clean, that there's no viruses on there and um, then go from there and just be cautious. One of the things I'd want to mention about my one of my cards is that if I try and charge a particularly large amount, it just won't let me do it. 
So I'll have to call the company and say to them, you know, I want to charge this on my card, which is annoying, but at the same time, you know, it's a good thing in case the card gets lost or stolen. The alternative would be a heck of a lot more work and a nightmare for you. Yep. So you, you've got to react quickly. You've got to be very proactive. You've got to keep your software up to date. If you have a virus, antivirus software installed and occasionally you'll get a, a, a notice saying that they want to upgrade it and update it, do it. You we, need to do it. We had someone in our office recently who said that they were using a new app that stored every single password for all the different um, shopping and bank accounts and everything else. And I was thinking, God, I wouldn't want to do that. Um, what if somebody hacks into this app? Then they have all your passwords for everything. So I, I know this is a little bit old-fashioned, but I have um, a printed list that I keep in my wallet, very small, and it has all the passwords. And when I update them, I update the list, and yeah. I update them frequently. And, you know, it sounds like something that's been said a million times, but... Don't use a simple password. Don't use something that has your pet's name in it or your mm -hmm. children's name in it or your ch ch child's date of birth or anything else. Use something really unique and different. Make them hard to guess. Don't use the same password for every card that you have. I wonder how many people listening do that. They've got a bank account, they get two or three credit cards, and they use exactly the same password for everything. Guess what? If they get your password once, now they have it for everything. Mm -hmm. Use a different password for every site that you have. And make it tricky. I mean, don't just have... You know, uh, Kyle, 1999, you know, if you're going to do something like that to make it easy for you to remember, then it's going to be easy for someone to hack. Yeah. Make it something really different. Put have a hashtag sign, put an exclamation point, put an and sign. Uppercase letters, lowercase letters, mix it around. you gotta, you got to put other different things in there. You know one of the companies that is actually, uh, they're not even a company, I don't know how they make money, um, that has uh, one of the strictest uh, password requirements is Craigslist now. Craigslist, you have to have a really funky, long uh, password before they'll allow you to use their, their site any longer. I like to, when I think of a password, I'll, I'll use a phrase, like a 10-word sentence, and then use the first letter of each you know, word. Oh, that's interesting. Part of it, and then add a number and a symbol. Four score so and seven years ago. <laughs> so it's pretty random. I mean, it's just a random bunch of letters sure. and numbers and symbols. So, But how would you remember it then? It's easy to remember because you remember the phrase. Oh, okay. So it has to be a phrase that you can remember. Exactly. Okay. There was a CBS Sunday morning uh, piece about a year ago where this ultimate hacker he now gets paid to show people how to protect themselves but he used to be a hacker and steal mm -hmm. people's information and he said that he could get um, your password within five minutes of talking to you and that's without even hacking into your stuff and finding out what you're you know hacking into your Facebook and saying okay well this person has a son named you know whatever and a daughter and a, and a dog named um, he did it just by talking to you within mm -hmm. a couple minutes and asking you a few questions and he would figure out how to uh, yeah. get your password a lot of times people use, like you said, children's names, pets' names, and maybe their address. I mean, it's just so yeah. so simple. Peter, let's say something about credit freeze. What if you are concerned that somebody now has your material, your information, and you just don't want to go through the hassle of unraveling everything right away, and or while you're waiting for new cards, uh, what can you tell us about a credit freeze? Uh, this is something that Equifax put out, for example, when uh, they were hacked by well, 147.9 million people were had their accounts hacked. 
their information well, hacked through Equifax, the credit reporting bureau. Number one is exactly what we just said. Change your passwords and make them tricky and hard to guess. Uh, number two is to take a close look at the hacked account. Um, and what they say here is if you've heard that there's been a prowler in your neighborhood, you'd be sure to double-check that all the doors in your house were locked. If you use the same username and password, you could find that hackers have already gotten into other accounts. So go and change your username and password on every single account. And nowadays that might be difficult because you might have 30 different accounts for banks and online shopping and everything else. It is tough. Right. But a credit freeze you can also do if you're really that concerned and if it's fairly immediate because you can undo the credit freeze later. But you can go into a company like Equifax, for example, and you can freeze your credit. And what that means is nobody, including yourself, can access your own credit report or, most importantly, can't open up a new account using your data. So if somebody's got your social security number, they could theoretically open up a new credit card. If you have a credit freeze, they cannot. Yeah, but that wouldn't affect existing credit cards. So if you're scared that you've been hacked or someone has your credit card information, you'd also want to cancel the credit cards and then do the credit freeze so that they can't open new Yes, you can do both, and you should probably do both if you're in that kind of a serious situation. The credit freeze simply means that everything is locked down, and every time you want to freeze or unfreeze it, you're going to get a new PIN number. And then, meanwhile, you can go cancel your cards, get some new cards. You'll have to unfreeze your credit in order to get the new card, obviously. One of the problems is if you've been hacked is that you might also uh, allow access to all the emails that you use for all your friends and family. So another important thing is if you are suspicious that you've been hacked or know for sure that you've been hacked, to let all your friends and family know immediately uh, that you've been hacked or that you think that you have been and don't open any suspicious emails um, or even texts. Well, you're listening to uh, MoneyWise this morning. We're talking about hacking and some things that you can do if you think you've been hacked or if you know you've been hacked. Uh, you can get in touch with attorney Michael Coleman. Mike, mm-hmm. I want you to give your phone number. It's 508-998-8800. You can also visit the website if you want. It's lancelawinc.com. And uh, Peter, how about getting in touch with USA Wealth Group? Sure. Uh, both offices are located at 352 Fonts Corner Road in North Dartmouth. And uh, the USA Wealth Group phone number is 508 998 8858. Uh, we always have material that we are willing and um, happy to give out and share with you. You can swing by the office or give us a call. And you can also email us at info at usawealthgroup.com. Well, we've long ago given up our right to privacy. Um, and now it's even affecting our automobiles. So think about all the computer systems that run in your car right now. And um, Depending upon the kind of car you have and the kind of software in the car, it's now possible to track how fast you're going, where you are going, where you're located, and that information can also be hacked and used by other people. Well, the technology is great um, when it's used properly, but it's also scary when it's not. So just be cautious. Uh, I have an app that I can track where my uh, boys are because they both have phones. I can track where uh, my wife is and how fast she's driving and how fast my boys are. They're not driving yet, but when they're in somebody else's car, uh, it's called Life360, and it's a great app, but it just goes to show how much detail you can get nowadays. And that's important for protecting your kids and knowing their whereabouts. But if you've been hacked or if you would like more information about this subject, please get in touch with us because we can give you information, reports, practical advice on how to do this. 
We have a lot of information on oh, Baby Boomer's Guide to IRA Planning or Social Security Planning or even College Planning. I have a GPS on my dog. <laughs> That's because she got lost, right? She likes to she, she likes, likes to, to wander. wander. How do you do that? Because dogs have no pockets. <laughs> she ha- on her collar is a little tiny transmitter. Uses uh, GPS and it's very accurate. And as soon as she leaves my yard, which has been twice since I've had it, it instantly sends me a text saying, "Heads up, Luna's on the loose." <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well, here's a quotation I want to give you uh, by Russell Howard, uh, well-known commentator and humorist. She's 80, my nan. What do you want for your birthday? Shredder. Get me a shredder. Why do you want a shredder for? Identity theft, she said. Yeah, no, I mean, if only it were that easy. Now everything is done digitally and... Real simple. Do you have a shredder at home? If you don't, you should have a shredder. Don't put anything in the trash that you don't want somebody else to read. Yeah, that's old school, but yeah. But it is important, isn't it? Yeah, we'll burn it. But if you get a paper statement in your credit card and you're going to throw that in the trash can, somebody can pick it up and read it? No, put it in a shredder. I want to give you a tax tip as we end our show this week. And if you're um, late in taking a payment from an IRA account, for example, you may have to pay as much as a 50% penalty on the amount that you did not take out, plus pay the taxes. But you can ask for a penalty waiver. It's a particular IRS form. It's called IRS 5329. You have to have a letter of explanation. We can help you do that. There's a lot of things we can help you with in a tax point of view. And do remember in the area of um, identity theft and uh, losing your Social Security numbers and so forth, don't ever give your Social Security number to anybody over the telephone. Period. We are not tech experts. We're not IT experts. We uh, just know how to protect ourselves as best we can. And, you know, we hope that the tips that we've given you will find, um, you know, find them useful for your own lives. But get somebody in and uh, protect yourself. It's such a serious thing nowadays. By the way, for anyone out there, if you get a phone call from the IRS, don't pay any attention. It's not the IRS. (laughs) I know I've heard so many stories of elderly people getting phone calls from the IRS and getting really, really scared and, you know, sending thousands of dollars. Don't don't fall for that. We've said it before. The IRS will never call. They will only uh, communicate with you uh, with regular old mail. And Peter can show you how to check your credit score and your credit reports for free. Uh, Get in touch with him at 508-998-8858. Mike, thank you for being here. Pete, thank thank you. you for being here. We appreciate it very much. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you have a very successful week. We hope that you are healthy and wealthy. And most importantly, we hope that you are money wise.